Hurry, hurry up. Ready-o giggle water and quilt. You say? No boulder dash or baloney here. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the Unfiltered Gentleman. And now, breaking the seal all over the finer things of life, Greg Scott and Dan. Oh, yeah, welcome in, everybody, the Unfiltered Gentleman. Our guest today is just the Unfiltered Gentleman. That's me. I'm Greg. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in and downloading and getting your show however you get it. Also, thanks for telling friends about the show. We've seen a little uh, uptick in the numbers, and it's much appreciated. There's no advertising. It's just our drunken friends telling their drunken friends and them telling their drunken friends. And just, you know, keep telling your drunken friends. We, we really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to Madrid. How crazy is this? Shout out to Madrid, Spain. Huge increase in numbers in Madrid, Spain. I didn't even know they were listening to us out in Spain. So, hola, muchas gracias. I know I butchered that, but thank you guys out in Madrid for having to listen and you guys should tweet us, uh, you know, some beer pictures. Let us know what you're drinking. You know, last time I was in Spain, I think I drank a bunch of uh, San Miguel, which I know is not a Spanish beer. I, I, how dare I? I'm sorry. So let us know what Spanish craft beer you guys are drinking out there. We'd love to see it. Uh, I'm here at Helix Brewery down in La Mesa, California, which is basically San Diego. I'm being joined by the founder, Cameron Ball. But first, a couple of quick notes. Uh, one is Helix is having a huge two-year anniversary party Saturday, August 26th. If you're listening to this as the show drops, the week of the, the show dropping, uh, that's this Saturday, August 26th, down in uh, La Mesa at the brewery. We'll talk a little more details during the interview. Uh, also, don't forget you can see pictures of anything we talk about, also pictures of us talking, on all of our social medias. The Unfiltered Gentleman, unless it's on Twitter, then it's at Unfiltered Gents. They hate long names. It's very rude. Uh, and finally, we have a very cool giveaway that we'll talk about at the end of the show. Uh, we're giving away some Helix swag and some unfiltered gentleman swag. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I think it'll be really fun and cool to get all this stuff. Uh, and yeah, I think that's everything. Enough of me blabbering on. I am here with the owner, the brewer. Uh, he's even an engineer. He's really just a man of endless talents. Uh, the main guy here at Helix, Camera Ball. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I have to admit... We found this place on a beercation a few months ago. We were just we were hiking nearby, like what breweries are nearby, and this popped up and Bolt popped up, and we checked this place out first. Like holy shit! Not only is it really good beer, but like your place is amazing. Yeah, we really strive for atmosphere and also great beer. Yeah, well, you, you did both for sure. Um, so first of all, introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of your background. I know you definitely weren't a brewer first. Yeah, so my name's Cameron. Uh, I make beer here. <laughs> I built the place. Um, started as a home brewer um, back in college in San Luis Obispo. Uh, started home brewing back in 2007. was doing the five-gallon uh, brews on the stove in the kitchen. Um, I know that pain. Yeah, I was doing that, um, lived with four other guys up there, um, so we would take turns to buy the, um, the, the five-gallon recipes each week, so we were brewing about <laughs> five gallons every week. Nice. Um, Staying hydrated. Yeah, so after that, you know, that lasted a couple months, and then it just turned into more like me and one other guy there who was, you know, brewing. They would pay for all the stuff to brew, and we would do all the grunt work. Um, so did that for a couple of years throughout grad school up there in Slow. 
Um, got my engineering degree, moved back to San Diego, um, and then uh, started engineering down here. I uh, was doing that, still do that. I've um, been doing that for about seven years, and when I moved back, I wanted to start making more beer. Um, so five gallons just wasn't enough for all the time that right. I was doing and start to really, um, you know, try and make more beer and dial in recipes. I brewed a couple times on the stove here, and it was, you know, five gallons. Your friends come over, it's, it's gone instantly. Oh, yeah. So it's like, this stuff won't last. So I needed to make more beer. So invested in a, um, a more beer flat system um, with three con- conicals and was doing about 20 gallons per brew. I was brewing one to two times every week, so making a lot of beer and really d- dialing recipes that you can see here too. They're all, most of them are the same homebrew beers. I was doing that for about two years and really wanted to jump up and actually open a place and uh, finally found a cool location, um, red brick bu- building with a wood trust roof. Said, let's go for it. Uh, signed a lease. Uh, <laughs> built the place uh, basically from the ground up, tore out all the floors, sloped floors in the brew house area, really laid out this whole area So, with the idea that I wanted everybody to see where the beer was made each time. Um, going to different breweries throughout my life, I, I like to see where the beer is made and not just sit behind that you know, cold, cold box that's right. That you can't see through. So in here, it's it's cool. It's There's full no glass. walls blocking anything. And yeah, there has to be a wall in the cold box. You got the glass going, so you yeah. can see through. Even the bathroom don't, doesn't have doors on it. Exactly. Yeah. So the only walls that we really have here are the restroom walls but there's no doors on them anyway so it's very you know free flowing in here um you know you could see everything from where the grain stored and milled to all of our tanks so um yeah so started building this place back in june of 2014 and opened uh 14 months later in august of 2015 nice and we've been open every day since then very cool um and if you guys go to their their facebook which is Helix Brewing Co., you can see pictures of what it used to look like. I mean, it had the drop ceiling. It was just yeah. like cubicles and stuff, right? Yeah, it was, you know, tile, floor, yeah. carpet. Super boring. Cu- cubicles, acoustical tiles. Yeah. It was gross in here. So you just gutted the place and started from scratch, basically? Yeah, we gutted. Left the walls up? Yeah, we took out uh, 14 tons in, um, in two weekends. Wow. Yeah, just gutted the whole place Crazy. all the way down to the bones. Wow, that's that's a lot of work. Yeah, though I fun. I would imagine your background kind of lends you to that sort of project. Yeah, yeah. So engineering really you know allowed me to do the plans and also understand you know the construction aspect of this um, contracting portion and you know really to move this pro- project along and uh, get get the doors open. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's take a pause from the questions. We have four beers in front of us. Yeah. Let's uh, walk me through a little tasting here. All right. So the first beer that we got is the Helix Pale Ale. The idea behind the Helix Pale Ale was to come out with not a hoppy pale ale, but, you know, just a clean, crisp pale ale. So um, mm-hmm. my whole goal here with all, all these beers is to just to make them, you know, first of all, super clean beers um, and crisp. Um, we dry out each beer so it's not that sweetness coming right. through. So they're very, very dry. And, um, you know, the pale ale is meant to be a true pale ale, not a hoppy version of a pale ale. So right. doesn't drink like an IPA like some of those. No, do. no. Yeah. So it's, it's a true pale ale. It's just super clean. Very clean. Um, you know, really pale looking color. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a little bit of 
um, Crystal 10 in there, and uh, and that's about it for color-wise. Um, Perfect hot day beer. Yeah, hops in it are just, you know, a little bit of uh, Cascade Centennial for the main players in there, and then just a little dose of Citra in there. But, you know, we really try to pull the hops back on that mm-hmm. to still maintain it as a true pale ale. There's a time and place for those crazy hot bombs. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Pale ale doesn't need to be one. Yeah. All right, what's next? So the other beer we got here uh, is Centennial. Centennial. So Centennial is our step up from the pale ale. It's a hoppy pale ale. So what we did is we wanted to make a beer between our pale ale and session IPAs or our IPAs where they start and kind of have that, you know, bridge beer between those. Mm-hmm. So Centennial is just two row the whole way through and centennial hops super citrusy smelling yeah so we just um we just love centennial hops here um and so yeah we just uh dosed it um yeah so i keep saying we We (laughs) um yes so i make the beer here michael also makes beer here okay Um, i brought him on back in february homebrewer too brought in some super clean beers and uh, he brought in his pale ale, some IPAs, and I was like, these are the same style that I'm making here. You know, really clean, crisp. Yeah. Um, emphasis on clean beer. He's been making an awesome beer here with us since then. This is like a nice, if you're not a huge IPA fan, this is like a gateway IPA. Yeah. So you know, it's like the weed of IPA. Yeah. So Centennial has like a really big like lemon mm-hmm. coming through and a little like grapefruit peel I yeah. get off of it. A little bit of the pith. Yeah. It, it almost tastes like you squeeze lemon into exactly. the beer. It's very citrusy, yeah. really good. Yeah. Once again, really light and clean. Definitely have this on a hot day. Um, yeah, people are saying that's like the best su- summertime beer mm-hmm. right now just because it you know, cruises in at 5.5 alcohol, and just that lemon note to it just you know keeps it really fresh. Absolutely. That's really good. All right, number three. Number three is Active IPA. Active IPA is a session IPA call it active um we have a couple active beers red and active and, and then active ipa okay those are our our low low alcohol but hoppy beers okay so kind of plays off that you know session ipa mm-hmm. thing when i hear that i think you know people sit down drinking their beer right um, i'm a pretty active guy i like to hike and run and swim yeah. and stuff so i i would need a beer that you know packs a punch with the hops but doesn't get you drunk. So this one cruises in at 4.4 alcohol. And the whole idea behind this beer was to brew it so that you could jump up to the big IPAs here and then come back to it and have it not taste light or thin. Yeah, you could definitely get to the top of the mountain, have a couple of these, and be able to make your way back down. Yeah, Yeah. and it's tasty too. Yeah, so that one's, you know, got huge tropical notes. Mm -hmm. Cascade, Centennial, Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo. Yeah, definitely get the tropical uh, flavors. It smells a lot hoppier than the other two. Mm-hmm. You can pick that up a lot easier on the nose. Sure. Yeah, that's super clean. Yeah. that's. Um, I drink probably 90% I drink the pale ale uh-huh. and, and pro- probably active IPA. What are you drinking right now? I'm drinking Centennial. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So it's hot and I like the little, yeah. little fresh <laughs> it's, zest. It's a nice hot day beer. Yeah. And then finally, what are we rounding out so with? So a fourth beer is called, the the name's Bomb Hop Bomb. It's a play off of the name's Bond, James Bond. Oh. <laughs> so it's a sing, single nice. hop IPA with experimental hop 007s, mm. um, formerly known as probably Idaho 7. Right. Um, so it's a 7% beer with all one hop. 
Hmm. So yeah, a lot of people are playing around with this hop right now. Yeah, kind of like the cool new hop to yeah to mess around with. Yeah, so that's an, another one-time beer that we made here. Um, Centennial was also one of those um, where we just decided, hey, let's uh, see what these hops do and just throw a bunch of hops into a beer. You know, see what the notes are off of it, and people love that. It's got a big like, you know, tropical passiony. Yeah, big it. passion fruit. It doesn't drink like at seven percent. No, it does not. Most of the beers sneak up here, on you. Yeah, they're they're just you know fer- fermented low and slow, and you know just clean, so you don't get that heat on it. Yeah, are these year-round beers or? Uh, Centennial and Hot Bomb are not. Okay. The pale and Active are, but we have twelve taps here. We always keep. 12 different beers on, rotating beers in and out. There's some that are here all the time, but we also like to, you know, brew new beers for mm-hmm. us so we can, you know, still have fun and not be stuck making the same beers each time. Yeah. Speaking of beer, would you say that you guys have, like, a specialty when it comes to brewing? Specialty? Um, we like making a lot of IPAs, but um, people really, people like all the beers, you know. Um, our stout is solid. Um, yeah. We make a lager people just wait for it each year Um, (laughs) it's hard to find a good lager yeah so ours has been uh lagering now for about uh three and a half months okay so we'll bring it out um july so this month yeah perfect just just in time for the heat to kick in and yeah and I see you've got a little bit of an explosion over there. Yeah, so the pictures uh, on yeah, so fermenting is is going off. Um, What's brewing over there? That beer is called Stoner Moment IPA. Mm. Stoner Moment IPA is our fastest moving beer right now. It's a rotating hopped IPA. We brew the same base beer every time, but um, dry, dry hopping. My, Michael and I, we just. We just go where our hops are, and we just pick whichever hops we want to add to it. Just get whatever um, you can get. Yeah, we just go go into our box here, and we mm-hmm. just say, let's throw in <laughs> three pounds of this, eight pounds of this, three of this. This one, one smells that. nice today. Yeah. yeah, and so we just you know blend that into it, and so each time that beer is different. Cool, and that's that's kind of like what uh, Firestone is doing with the Laponic yes. Distortion. People are starting to get into that, and it's fun. It's kind of fun. Like on the show, we've done what we call beer science, and we'll get, you know, say like Luponic Distortion, we'll get three of their different series against each other and mm-hmm. try and pick out the differences. And it just, it's kind of cool for beer nerds to, yeah. to go through. Yeah, so brewing, you know, the, the same base beer for that, and then just, just the dry hops will, will change. Sometimes yeah. hop, hop back it, um, you know, it's basically all post-boil hops. Okay, yeah, and it's cool how different it can be, even though technically it's like the same yeah. Beer, just different uh, different hops. So back to your background being a civil engineer, which I think is crazy and cool. And, it, you know, you came from engineering. Now you're a brewer. Yeah. Did that help you at all? Like opening a brewery, you're like, oh, I know my way through City Hall now because I've had to, to do all this. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I knew how, how to design. I knew how to build. Um, I knew the contracting aspect. I yeah. got an electrical co- contractor, a concrete guy, and a pl- plumber. Um and all the rest we did ourselves. That's cool. Um, friends, family. Um, really kept it, you know, down low. Um, didn't really tell too many about this. Uh, my whole plan was to not tell everybody, hey, we're opening, we're opening, <laughs> and push back, push back, push back. Right. Um, ours was kind of like a, I, I think West Coaster found, found out about two to three months right before the doors opened, and yeah. that's when everybody was like, whoa, there's, where did this one come from? So, yeah, we, we kept it really, really low. Yeah, it was funny. I was doing some Googling before the interview and trying to find out, like, you know, 
other details. And the first thing that pops up is like three different West Coaster articles yeah. and how excited they are that Elix is about to open. Yeah. And yeah. So it was very cool. Yeah, but, you know, do, doing engineering helped. I could, you know, stamp plans. Yeah. I could I could work with the engineers here. I could, you know, get, get it through, um, you know, really speak their language too. And, you know, also... Um, it was it was cool for them because they're stoked to see you know some, somebody like them with yeah. the same background actually you know one of their guys out. yeah yeah and, you know to make beer it's everyone's dream to kind of make beer and, exactly you know well, a lot of the, the the brewers and, and owners that I talk to they're very much like oh, you know what's the the biggest barrier to entry it's like oh man getting the permits and all this stuff like you knew your way around it's yeah straight line yeah, for you permits and codes you know it's it's uh they're there to keep it everyone's safe right and, you know we just have to go through them and it was a little you know one one up on me because i could you know work my way through it and already knew all those codes to get through so what moved you to actually open up the brewery what moved me to open up the brewery um so i still work my day job um i'm not really a big fan of sitting around at a desk <laughs> all day um i like moving around being on my feet and yeah. you know i really like the art behind beer um i i like engineering i like building stuff um, whether it be fixing or to build, um, you know, that's, that's what I like doing. And so I, I was just kind of, you know, didn't like sitting all day and wanted to use my hands. And I thought, you know, let's, let's, let's move this. Everybody was, you know, trying my beer and they're like, this is great stuff comparing it to others. And, um, they're like, this will sell, this will sell very, very well. Absolutely. And uh, since opening day, we've been making a lot of beer and selling a ton of beer, too. So do you have kind of a, I don't know, lack of a better word, a plan as far as, like, getting out of engineering and just being here full time? Or Yeah, so I tell everybody, you know, six months and then six months from then <laughs> it's six months. So I'm just doing it. I like what I'm doing there, doing some cool stuff. I've found a way to do both. Mm-hmm. And why quit just because you want it you know yeah. if, if you can do both and you like doing both and you know you might as well the extra paycheck well doesn't hurt doing it. yeah one thing i like to ask all the newer breweries does the brewery support itself and you know actually turn a profit yeah i mean we're doing well i got no worries we have an awesome team here um you got myself one one other brewer and then uh staff five that pours beer Nice. And, you know, everyone does an awesome job. We give everybody a lot of trust, that trust back. And right. we operate really lean, and um, people work really hard here. Yeah, that's cool. You were the second brewery in La Mesa? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, we opened um, probably seven, eight months after Bolt did. Okay. And there used to be no breweries in the city, right? Yeah, so um, back before the law was passed to actually, you know, able to make beer here, I was looking for a place. I probably looked at maybe 20 different locations just within this one small half half mile loop it's the only area that you can make beer and uh looked at a bunch of locations um looked at you know the first place across the street where bolt is now i I looked at where bolt is right now i looked at where hirsch pipe is three doors down from here a couple up the hill there's like a crossfit gym up up by Edco, <laughs> I looked at that one. So I looked at a ton of places, did drawings for some of those, um, just to kind of see how the flow would work. But mm-hmm. nothing really jumped out at me until I saw this place. And I was like, this is perfect. I like the building type. I yeah. like the how close we are to the free- freeway, you know, the outdoor space that we have here. Yeah. And everything just kind of lined up. 
Yeah, the whole thing, solid. I mean, together is just gorgeous. Thanks. The outdoor, the indoor, it all works. It flows into the outdoor nicely. I mean, yeah. clearly you know what you're doing when it comes to that end of things also. So yeah. that probably helped. Yeah, it's cool to have that tree out back there. It really mm-hmm. um, makes that back door, you know, more soft from all the concrete. We yeah. have the brick, the steel. Mm-hmm. To actually have, you know, a large tree in a box with this bar that you can sit around under a tree right. in this area. Like, nice it, shady, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, people just come back and they think they're in some other world yeah did that used to be like a, a parking lot out there yeah, or it was what? a parking lot for okay. the auto shop oh so th- was this the auto shop um this building this was a towing dispatch okay. center. um a similar business to the guys behind me the auto shop mm. there they would just share the lot for cars okay and uh yeah fun- funny thing is is like the first year that I was build, building this place, I'd be here, you know, every Saturday morning early, right. and just like all the walls are knocked down, you know, everything's just out. And hung, hungover girls and guys would, would <laughs> walk in, they'd be like, "Hey, do you do you have my car here?" I'm like, "Sorry, <laughs> this place has been gone for about you know a few months to a year." And they're like, "Where's my car?" I'm like, "I don't know." So everybody would night. come here after their night, and you know, car towed and trying to find their car. And I'm like, "Yeah, this this place is not." That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever get any phone calls like, hey, do you have my car? No. no. We, Different number. We didn't have any lines. <laughs> yeah. We ripped everything out. So That's yeah. so funny. Bolt Brewery down the street, like we said, they opened a few months before you guys. Are they? Are you guys cool with each other? Is there like some big competition rival, rivalry thing going on? Or There's no real ri- rivalry with any r- brewery here. Um, mm-hmm. we, we make different beers, you know. We try and emphasis on, you know, really dry hoppy clean beers yeah it's just the style of a beer it's nice to have them close by people walk between us and them there's a yeah. wine, winery ha- halfway between oh okay so um yeah i mean there's some that just park and they just kind of walk between us three and kind of hit that loop that's cool yeah uh what about you know being in the san diego area there's like was 140 something breweries yeah like is that kind of like a, oh shit why would i ever think of opening a brewery or is it like oh obviously they embrace beer i should open up a brewery here my plan here is just to emphasize on on-site sales just you know t- tasting room is mm-hmm. the most fun um, we're not getting into it to you know mass pr- produce and ship beer all over not um, the next stone or new belgium or something yeah we like to really um make small batch beer 10 10 barrels each time mm-hmm. and really emphasize on quality and how fresh it is just being poured at our lo- location okay that's cool you know speaking of small batch like that have you heard the very recent news of the new uh, independent beer logo that yeah. that their Brewers Association came out with. Yeah, they just sent that over to us too. You know, it's an upside down yeah. beer bottle. <laughs> A lot of people do not like the logo. R- really? That's what I've heard. Yeah. How do you feel about the logo? I mean, I saw it and I was like. Uh, you know, I, I think they could have done a little bit more with like a jab to the big beer scene. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think it's really right to, you know, completely jab those who used to be part of that group, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and supporting the whole main cause here, which is just to make beer, mm-hmm. have fun to make beer. So not out to you know make jabs at anybody i just like having fun with well plus you don't you don't do any sort of bottling or canning so i mean where would you put it anyways at this point yeah Um, Yeah. some of the some of the issues i've heard uh people don't like the fact that the bottle is upside down 
some people said it should be a can instead of a bottle since everybody's moving towards canning. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem I heard from another brewer, though, the, with canning is it just looked like a Budweiser can at that point. Like, it would be no distinguishable thing. And yeah. When you see a bomber, you think craft beer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to pick. I'm sure they had a bunch of different logos out there. And yeah. yeah. They probably had a vote. I didn't see any vote. It didn't come through us. You know, we just got the, hey, here's our new thing. Right. You know, Here you go. But... I think it's cool. It's a good way to start from there. It can only... And I like the better. idea behind it. I mean, it's, yes. it's trying to help educate people like, you know, this place is actually owned by Budweiser and this yes. place is not. So come drink here and, yes. and spend your dollars here. Yes. So it's a cool concept. Any regrets in opening the brewery? And not like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have opened it, but like the way you did it. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently or... No, I don't have any. Um, I mean, there's a couple things that I fixed throughout the way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was designing the tap layout here i was thinking you know at home i had eight taps so i was like oh i'll do eight and i'm like oh let me do 10 just in case because i was going to fit 10 beers on yeah. on our tap board and i was like no let me do 12 <laughs> and so i'm glad i did 12 and now i wish i had a lot more <laughs> tap space yeah it's it's good that there's only 12 because it keeps our beer here really fresh we don't have beer sitting because the beers are moving so quick we probably pour about 98% of the beer that we make mm-hmm. right here. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have any uh, plans or aspirations of bottling or canning? I mean, I would love to can. It's a big investment up front. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in the plan right now to do that. We do have a lot of oak barrels filled with sour beer. And okay. so that's my next big emphasis is to, you know, get those things out on draft. You know, emphasize on just making great beer and pouring great beer here and not worrying about packaging and those yeah. costs. You know, just to keep beer local, keep it fresh, keep it at a price that everybody, that's fair. You know, our prices here, people say, are awesome. We charge four bucks for a can't go beer. wrong yeah like, yeah that's insane yeah and you know that's gonna be my next question was the barrels last time we were here you guys were actually like putting those barrels together okay and you're hammering together and yeah, it was super noisy down. yeah it was crazy watching you guys do it filling them up with water emptying them yep filling them back up it was kind of cool to watch yeah, getting them to swell and getting them all cleaned up too yeah so that's what I was going to ask was what was in them and when do you plan on uh Opening those babies the golden up. question. So, um, yeah, we have about 40 wine barrels here, hoping to get some more in the next couple months. Um, we've tested through about, I'd say, two-thirds of them, and okay. every single one I'm super stoked on. Nice. I don't know when they'll be out. I was telling people 2017. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping still to achieve that. It's just kind of like where we are in that step to move all that sour beer out and uh, just have a place for them to pour here, too. Uh, was there any worry about putting the sour stuff in the in the brewery around all the other beer? I know a lot of people like to like set them off to the side and. Uh, no, there's not any issues with that. Um, we have a really good like cleaning process here. Um, we use ozone, so um, we can kill everything. We don't work on the sour beers the same day that we're doing our you know clean steel beers. It's always different days, so we keep things you know se- separated that way. Cool. Um, Craft beer, why do you think it's growing so rapidly right now? People like how they can come to a place. They can socialize. It's a good feel. Everybody's really happy. There's always new beer out there, something to talk to, the atmosphere where you can enjoy that beer. Yeah, it's just a a new place for people to hang hang out in. 
there's always something to do, something going yeah. on. It's a free place for people to go for, yeah. you know, entertainment, whether it be music, food trucks to watch, or, you know, play cards, play board games. You guys got the cornhole outside. Yeah. You've always got bands and stuff going on. Yeah. Food yeah, trucks. it's easy. You know, everybody can just walk in and, you know, get a beer and kind of chill. There's not this, like, sit down, you know, waiting on type thing. Yeah. It's a um, pretty cool way just to come and, and chill. Yeah. The one thing I like to ask all the guys on the West Coast, especially in San Diego, is how do you feel about all the hazy New England IPAs? I've had a lot of those. Um, one of our food trucks, Cal- Caliano Truck, he does wood-fired pizza here every Wednesday. Solid food. He's really into those those hazy beers, so he brings them in every single time, <laughs> and, you know, we try them. They're good. Um, I'm a fan of, you know, clean-looking, clear beer. Um, right. We don't really haze our beers on purpose but we do have some beers that have that haze just by how much hop oils are locked into that beer okay so like our beer galaxy rye ipa Mm -hmm. there's so much hop in there and it's infused in a way that it never falls out until our last keg poured here and it still had that haze to it oh really it's not a true hazy beer that we like try and promote it as it's just a very hoppy beer with those hop oils just jammed in there i mean but does, does it pour out like orange juice like some of these East it's Coast not beers? like thick like <laughs> orange juice but it doesn't look like see-through like yeah like these are super clear yeah 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 interesting yeah a, a lot of people on the west coast especially get very angry when i ask that question they have strong feelings and are I think my favorite response so far has been, well, it was really nice of them to come up with a way to market their fuck up. (laughs) Well, I mean, some of them taste good, but others are just terrible. And I think, you know, it's the same way with sour beers. You can make a kettle sour beer, but, you know, it's not going to taste like a true sour beer. All the ones we make here are barrel fermented Mm -hmm. sour beers. Yeah, that's cool. The Internet. How has the Internet changed beer? You know, stuff like Untapped and Beer Advocate and all these guys. Uh, So going that route, let me go back to the other route first. Okay. The internet changed homebrewing a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, Super easy. Yeah, easy to access information, blogs, talking about beer, you know, access to supplies, to building things. How do you do this? How do you do that? Mm -hmm. So I think that was a big emphasis in, you know, the craft beer scene. Before that, it was, hey, you know, go to your homebrew shop and get a book. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the books. Making YouTube everything. Yeah, but the books couldn't come out fast enough as, hey, I mixed these three hops. It was awesome. I mixed this and this, or I tried this process. That way, the, the internet was awesome. That's what kind of got me going. Podcasts, beer po- podcasts. Mm-hmm. I listened to all those. <laughs> yeah, just reading blogs. The other stuff, untapped. Um, you know, yeah. But, um, I don't like Yelp. You know, Yelp's good. Yelp's bad sometimes. Yeah. But um, I think untapped's cool. The ways people rate beer, I think, are pretty dumb. Because, yeah. you know, you could have somebody who, like, tries a Belgian beer, and they're like half star i don't like belgian beers yeah that's not fair i'm like you ordered a belgian beer then others are like 4.5 you know five star it's like i find a lot of people on untapped especially like to do the whole like uh they love ipas so if it kicks them in the teeth and it knocks their taste buds out of whack then all of a sudden it's it's five stars yeah and also if it's super hard to find it's five stars exactly you know yeah i mean it comes down to that whole craze of what's going on um i think it helps it it gives others avenues as to um, 
how to promote beer, how to see how your beer is doing. At first, I would lo- look at, you know, the ra- ranking stuff and see what they think. And now, yeah. you know, I just go off of people come back for the same beer and they come back again and again. And they just love that beer. And I'm like, okay, I keep I keep keep trying to improve it each time, you know, little tweaks there. And mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm, I'm stoked with if everything. It, if it sells, then it sells. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, um, you know, if it sells, that works. But, you know, us here, we really try and, you know, still try and push beer. Right. And, you know, make the beer as clean, as as great as we can each time. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if, say, Untapped gave one of the beers, oh, you yeah. know, a two-star, but it also was, like, your second best seller in the tasting room. Yeah. Obviously, it's selling. You wouldn't want to get rid of it because Untapped is, no. you know, the people of Untapped are assholes. Yeah. Or can be. Yeah, so. some people, you know, they'd rank the beer based on if they like it or not. Right. And not ranking it based on style. Yeah, it, it'd be nice if people were a little more objective. And they could even say, I don't like this, but, you know, it very much matches the style. And if yeah. you're into this, whatever, you should. Yeah. So, anyway, enough about that. Uh, yeah. What is your favorite brewery other than your own? Favorite brewery? Um, when I was in college, I was drinking a lot of Firestone. Yeah, so, slow. Yeah, a lot. Of, I have a few friends that work there still. They're all cool guys. So I always like their beer. Like going up to Slow, obviously. Uh, local beer society does an awesome job. I like how clean their beers are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just crisp, clean. They're just making great beer friends with the guys at Burning Beard. They're cool, too. Okay. I like how those guys, you know, wanted to build a place, just like society did, you know. Mm -hmm. They really had a passion to make great beer, and that's what they're doing. They're not getting into it just to operate a business. Their hands are in it, just like me here, you know. They're doing the work, too. I I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I I won't mention names, but I was recently at a brewery where it was very much like, oh, this area doesn't have a lot of breweries, and it's a cool thing to do, so we'll just open up this brewery. Yeah. And you could tell from the beer that eh, it was just you know, not that great. It was more of opening a brewery and less about making good beer. Yeah, so there's that whole thing now. I think that you just can't open a place and sell beer. Mm-hmm. You really have to have your beer, solid beer, but also yeah. a cool place. Yeah, and, and you can always tell when the brewer, like you, very much cares about the beer. Yeah. I mean, I think if somebody came with you and was like, hey, man, you know, the the bomb hop bomb it's just a horrible example of the style and it tastes like shit. i think you'd probably take that defensive or take the heart and, and start working on it yeah i mean i would look at some things like that but then again i would go back and see which beers are just flying out of here well, yeah and you know i i i can look and see you know which beers sell and it's it's weird there's not one beer that just stands out across the board it's probably a good thing yeah i mean our pale our session ipa galaxy and stoner moment those are all within like a tenth of a percent wow yeah so everything's moving at the same speed just because everybody likes every beer that we make here yeah i've i've had uh, a lot of the list and that's good stuff yeah yeah so cool thank you so much uh tell people how to come stock you and drink your beer all righty um you can stalk me on <laughs> Instagram is the main place. Um, I have fun with that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's you know, not only the insight as to the, the beer that we have here, but also what we like doing. I like hiking. I like outdoors. 
Um, I like dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think a brewery itself should emphasize more of what you like doing and what you're p- passionate about and not just just beer. So Instagram's an awesome place. You'll see, you know, how we make the beer, when we do it, the food trucks we have. Um, you can do the, the f- Facebook thing, uh, tw- Twitter, our web- website, drinkhelix.com. Um, on there, you can see when we have food trucks, which mm-hmm. ones each time. We have live music Friday, Saturday nights for free. You guys always have food trucks. Like, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we always do. Um, our Taco t- Tuesday is the best in town. <laughs> Ten bucks, all-you-can-eat tacos. And I, he- I heard there was, like, a new record set recently, like 20-something. Yeah, it, it's insane yeah. how much people. I always <laughs> cap myself at eight or nine, you know, and that 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 that's like you know my tops now i used to be doing 12 and i'm like ah that's too much but yeah whoever broke 20 i feel yeah. bad for them that next day i mean that night i'm sure it was fantastic but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the next morning that's rough yeah um all right so drinkhelix.com like you said all the social medias are at helix brewing co uh follow and like and tweet and whatever the cool kids are doing these days uh, 8101 Commercial Street in La Mesa. Do you guys have any uh, cool events coming up or anything? Or? Yeah, so August 26th is our big two-year party. Nice. It's free, no tickets, no nothing. Just come out and enjoy a great beer with us and uh, celebrate great beer. Awesome food trucks. We have one of my fa- favorite bands here. They're this, like, jam band. <laughs> they got a um, banjo going the whole time. Nice. And it's just cool. It's it's different than, you know, what others do, and it's a really, you know, fun time to come out. Food trucks, different beers on tap, places jamming. Um, we have a great time that day. Dig it. All day on Saturday, August 26th. Saturday, August 26th, 12 to 10. Nice. Am I forgetting anything? Just come out, check it out, and uh, if you have a good time, tell us, and especially tell your friends so we can keep having fun here. And good Yelp and untapped ratings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Make sure you get get those things. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming. Thanks one more time to Cameron for having me, for being a great host. He's, he's such a cool dude. I was trying to leave, and he's like, you can't leave without a little bit of beer. So uh, I got a little bit of pale ale, and I'm sipping on it right now, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. Nothing, uh, nothing better than a nice, easy-to-drink pale ale when it's 900 degrees out. So thank you so much to him. Hopefully you guys, when you go to to helix they have the uh, double helix on tap that is my favorite of their beers it's absolutely delicious don't forget to check out their two anniversary party two years of being open august 26th that's a saturday it's all day long at the brewery 8101 commercial street la mesa california just outside of san diego so go check that out uh i mentioned a giveaway Yes, I did. I have a little bit of swag to give away. Cameron hooked it up with some stickers. And, of course, we've got some Unfiltered Gentleman stickers and coasters that we'd love to put in your hands. So here's what we're going to do. I think what we should do is have people do one of two things. We'll have a couple of winners here. You can send us a beer review. It does not have to be Helix. But I think if you do send us a Helix beer review, you're kind of like automatically in there. Uh, send us a beer review. You can email it to theunfilteredgentleman at gmail.com, and that can be written or preferred if you, you know, did a little voice memo thing on your phone and sent it that way. You could also leave a voicemail, 805-538-BEER-2337, on our voicemail. We could do it that way as well. Or the other way to enter is just go to iTunes, leave a nice little rating and review, and mention Helix somewhere in that review. 
That way I know, uh, you know, I know you left it for the contest and I can hook you up with some stickers. It's just that easy. It's that fun. Get yourself some Helix and Unfiltered Gentleman swag. What's better than that? You can use our coaster while you're drinking a tasty beer. Maybe a Helix beer. Mmm. Okay, I'll stop now. Don't forget to uh, check them out on the social medias at Helix Brewing Co. for everything or drinkhelix.com. And like I said, 8101 Commercial Street in La Mesa. Do not miss them. I Seriously, this is not a paid thing. They didn't ask me to say great things. Cameron is making absolutely fantastic beer down there, and you guys should all go try it out. You know where to find us, theunfilteredgentleman.com. Trying to... Tell when you're drunken buddies to listen to the show. Just the unfilteredgentleman.com slash listen has all the ways, you know, iPhone, Android, whatever you got. You can listen to it right there or on any podcast app of your choosing. Yes. Also, you get us on the social medias, the unfiltered gentleman, except for Twitter at unfiltered gents right there. We got pictures of the interview. We got pictures of the beers we're drinking and all kinds of good stuff. And don't forget. We love drunken voicemails. Leave us a drunken voicemail at 805-538-BEER-2337. I think that's all for me. We'll be back with the full crew next week. Make sure in the meantime you guys are staying hydrated. And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.